Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Jerry Hamilton. It's time for our segment on Sunday, Grading the Horns. It's brought to you by Tim Rodman and the Rodman Firm, LLC, PLLC. Uh, Jerry, I tell you what, uh, we get started here, and we usually go uh, start with a quarterback, go through the offense. We're going to do that again today. Uh, but I first want to ask you about the second half performance of the Longhorns because without grading that, I don't think you can contextualize yeah. all of these grades because it, it was it wasn't necessarily a tale of two halves because the first both halves were hard fought, but the Longhorns clearly blossomed in the second half uh, on on offense in particular, uh, scoring on three of five drives, also on one of those running out the clock entirely. Uh, with three minutes plus left, as well as uh, as well as three timeouts that Iowa State had, they ran when they needed to against a team that doesn't like you to to, to do that. No doubt. And look, I mean, Matt Campbell said it in his post game press conference. We just we couldn't get a stop. How many times has he had to say that? I mean, he has one of the best D coordinators in the country. We couldn't get a stop. They had a great pop pass call that went for sixty seven and a touchdown. If you take that off the board. I mean, Iowa State has 260 yards in this game, right? I mean, uh, Texas had it played a very, very good second half. Save the one pop pass play, which I get. Sometimes you give Iowa State credit, even though somebody needed to be there to save the touchdown, right? Uh, I thought Texas played the game they absolutely needed to uh, because it's six three at halftime, and Iowa State got the ball to start the second half, so Texas outscored them 20. Uh, to 13 they're in the second half and Iowa State had the extra possession opportunity to start the second half so yeah I think uh, I think the second half was pretty much an A plus for Texas got it all right let's start with the quarterback Uh, Quinn Ewers finishes 22 of 33 uh, or was it was it 23 of 33 excuse me 23 Uh, of 33 yep uh, my bad there Uh, long story short though he was extremely accurate from basically the second period on the second half alone, he ended up 10 of 13 for 200 plus yards. The first half, he looked like, I don't want to say a deer in the headlights, but he caused a couple of self sacks. I thought he ate the ball when he could have gotten it away, uh, made maybe one ill-advised throw. It looked like he had some rust on him, but boy, as the game progressed, he started moving through his progressions. He took the short stuff that was easy for him. Uh, and the offense, to your point about what Matt Campbell said, as Quinn Ewers goes, this offense seems to go as well. And he played a really good game from basically the second quarter on. Uh, Jerry, I, I could talk about what we might want to give him as a grade, but I went with an A- minus uh, because I thought that this was one of his better games overall uh, in the face of adversity. Uh, and, uh, you know, look, did not start well, but finished the way you want a player to finish. Yeah, it was an interesting game, and I give Quinn the same grade, A-. minus. It's an interesting game because in the uh, scripts, that's when Texas had some of their bigger plays this season. It was the opposite yesterday against Iowa State. So the script actually put Texas a, a little bit behind the eight ball there. And then once they got away from the script, I thought Texas really moved the ball well, uh, to your point. But I thought the uh, – you know, look, I mean, it, it's – a People say they're easy throws, but the throw to Whittington on fourth and one, but it's got that's still a vision throw. You still have people in your peripheral. The throw to a, a Gunner Helm, I thought was a tremendous throw uh, as well. So I look, 
The best throw of the night was the A.D. Mitchell in the back of the end zone that didn't count due to penalty. Uh, but he made he made a lot of uh, he made a lot of those throws that we've seen that makes him what makes him kind of ooze that potential is when he steps up into the pocket and just whips the ball out to the right when his feet aren't set and his body's not even going that direction and he has enough on it and it's accurate enough. He made a lot of really key throws uh, in the second, third, and fourth quarter of that game. So I went a minus. Hey, what about that throw to JT Sanders, by the way, on third and 13, runs up in the pocket and throws it beautifully uh, to Sanders for a first down. Longhorns go on and score on that drive as well to open the second half. That was a key play, uh, too, for the Longhorns. All right, uh, Quinn Ewers, definitely a better performance than a week ago, more even, seemed to really get into it, uh, really like where he's headed. That could bode well not only for Texas Tech, but well into the future if he continues to stay healthy. This may be the most surprising grade I'm going to give. <laughs> Jerry, come on now. When we went into this game, you were hoping Texas might get a C plus B, yeah. B minus or a B out of this at best. What if I told you I gave him an A? I gave him an A You know, they went. They, what do you think? Uh, I gave him an A as well, Bobby. I mean, look, uh, C.J. Baxter – Obviously, career high in rushing yards, um, really. But it was a, he had, he had consistent runs. You know, the 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 first run of the game, J.T. Sanders got blown up on, right, and he got hit in the backfield. After that run uh, for Baxter, it was a lot of consistent runs, tough runs. Obviously, you know, he looked like he had a little bit of a hit pointer at one point in that game. Jaden Blue came in and did his job, and his job is a, is in the passing game more so than taking handoffs. I mean, seven carries, 18 yards. He doesn't fit the scheme, but he caught four passes for 31 yards. So when you combine Baxter and Blue, uh, they carried it 27 times for 135. They caught nine passes. They touched it 36 times now and, and for over 170 yards, I guess it was, combined or 169, 170. Uh, no fumbles. No big miscues on the road. That's the most action both those guys have had in a meaningful game. Um, I, I, I give him an A as well. But I, pro, I could give him an A plus. Uh, I, maybe I should. Uh, I'm on that. I'm in the middle. But let's go with A. I, yeah, I, they may not have broken a big one, but they certainly broke enough uh, yeah. to keep Texas on the field. And you know, to your point, no, no major mistakes. Nope. And Baxter's clearly fly, fighting through injury. You mentioned that blue pad he has. Uh, you know. Uh, talk to a trainer about that. That's clearly for a hit pointer. No doubt. No, I, I, yeah, I think we talked to the same person. I bet we got the same text on that. Yeah, exactly. So, but look, but look, nine catches for 44 yards. They once Texas got out of the script and they started checking the ball down and actually setting up plays to check the ball down or throw it horizontally and give guys space. I mean, nine catches, 44 yards. That extension of the run game in the passing game. Uh, was big for Texas. So again, 135 rushing, 44 receiving. So what? That's 179. My math is terrible this morning. 179 yards from the running back position with Cedric Baxter and Jaden Blue. I think we'd have all taken that. So I'm changing my grade. I'm grading on the curve. A plus. <laughs> I do think there's a curve, and I I might agree with you there. All right, the the wide receivers are next. Um, I, but before we do that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, our sponsors on grading the horns. Always the Rodman firm, PLLC, Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial and res residential real estate, construction law, and whatever you might need 
throughout the great state of Texas. Anywhere in Texas, you can call Tim and his firm. He and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim uh, at 281-343-3382 or visit him at rodmanfirm.com. I know Tim was rooting for the Longhorns last night, uh, like just about everybody here. All right, the wide receivers, Jerry. Um, no big major catches. I mean, Jordan Whittington had a couple of big catches, but they weren't these uh, contested ones. Xavier right. Worthy had some some nice plays. Uh, Adana Adonai Mitchell had some nice plays, but they weren't these, you know, kind of wow plays that Adonai Mitchell ended the TCU game with, right? Yeah. Um, but I felt like they were contributing to the short passing game for sure. Uh, and may have freed up the tight ends a little bit at times, as well as the running backs. Um, and overall, I ended up giving them a B. The problem I get, the reason why I give them a B is a blocking. I thought was a little off. Uh, maybe it was the wet field a little bit names, but uh, blocking by the the wide receivers a little off. Uh, but overall, I don't think they dropped the, a catchable pass. Xavier Worthy's um, incompletion to him was hitting hit. You know, he was stripped uh, in the hands. They didn't drop any easy passes. It was a clean game from them other than the blocking. What do you think? Yeah, 10 for 165 receiving. So, look, 16 and a half a pop. Pretty good, right? That's Jordan Whittington, a, a, a Donai Mitchell, and Worthy combined. I went B as well. Look, I think it was a tough matchup blocking because Iowa State has big safeties. They got some bigger players. I think that's part of their scheme. Uh, so that was a tough blocking game on the edge for the Texas wide receivers more so. And the other reason I went B was Xavier Worthy's fumble on the reverse. That was a play that a third-year receiver, he tried to outrun his blocks. And he had blocks in front of him. And that could have been a crucial play in that game. If he just showed a little patience there, he either scores or he's tackled on the two or three-yard line. Instead, he went, I'm not going to call it hero ball, but it looked like hero ball. He didn't wait for Christian Jones. He had blockers in front of him, and he said, hell with it, I'm rolling here, and, and he fumbled the football. So I go B because they got they had a tough night blocking, but we kind of expected that. But then the fumble by Worthy, that's he, he, that's a play he shouldn't make as a third-year starting wideout. I want to say this real quick as we're talking about Xavier Worthy. I am told he is fine uh, and will be ready for Texas Tech. So – uh, we'll see exactly what Steve Sarkeesian says tomorrow at the press conference, but that's what I'm told uh, as well. Our tight end, uh, JT, JT Sanders has led the way much of the year, but Gunnar Helm, I tell you what, when Worthy went out in the fourth quarter, Texas went to 12 personnel, which means one running back, two tight ends, almost exclusively. Helm paid dividends uh, in the blocking game uh, as well as in the receiving game, catching a touchdown pass uh, on a wide open, beautifully schemed play from Steve Sarkeesian. Uh you know, Jerry, I went B plus. They they got blown up a couple times in blocking yeah. JT Sanders in particular, but I felt like they got better as the game wore on uh, and uh, matched the physicality as much as they could at that position uh, to give them a B plus. Uh, Sanders also had a couple of big catches as well. Yeah, four for 72 and a touchdown out of the tight end positions a take all day, unless you're maybe Iowa. Um, so I, I, give him, I give him a strong B plus as well. Uh, because look, I think I think maybe Ch Sanders got challenged and kind of stepped up to the challenge a little bit in the second half in the run game because the first first few uh, attempts weren't very pretty 
for him. Uh, and then he looked, he also came back. I mean, whether it was a cramp or minor ankle, whatever he had there, he came back into the game. But Gunnar Helm makes Gunnar Helm continues to make sneaky big plays for Texas, and especially when they have to have him. I mean, so there's not I mean, there's not much more you can ask out of a player than what Gunnar Helm's given Texas right now. I I agree. Here's going to be one that's surprising. Give up four or five sacks, whatever the Longhorns gave up. What was your grade on the offensive line? Because I think that people will be surprised with this if they just look at the stat sheet and say they gave up those sacks. Yeah, I, I'm A- minus for offensive line and because it, it, you are going to look at that and say five sacks, right? But here's the thing. Texas had 23 first downs. They possessed the football for 31-plus minutes at Iowa State. Um, second half, they moved the football and scored it every time. I, Matt Campbell said it. We couldn't get a stop. The only way you don't get a stop is if the offensive line is playing well. I mean, that's the only way that Matt Campbell sits there and says we can't get a stop. Uh, so I thought, look, they gave Quinn enough time. A couple of those, one maybe one was a covered sack. I think another one, a couple of times Quinn just ate the ball instead of throwing it and took the sack. Uh, but I thought they – I think they changed up the run game a little bit in the second half. They started a little more power in that run game. Uh, and so I thought they showed some versatility. DJ Campbell goes down. Cole Hudson steps up. I mean, you know, against Kansas State, Christian Jones goes down. Cam Williams steps up. This offensive line's had to battle through injury adversity all season. I mean, if you look at the whole – the entire starting five, all of them – have been injured at one point. Hayden Connor hasn't missed the game, but Sark's mentioned he hadn't been 100%. So this group's bowing through adversity, and they're 10-1, and one, and I thought they, uh, you know, again, Matt Campbell said we couldn't get the stop we needed. And that only happens if your offensive line's playing pretty good football. So uh, I'm going A-. minus. Boy, 10-1 and one sounds sweet, right? <laughs> so anytime you say it, you kind of like just do a double take and say that sounds sweet. All right, offense overall, Jerry, Um you know, 20, only 26 points. It's not like it was this big uh, blowout in Ames or anything. They did have a couple of touchdowns uh, taken off the board from penalties. Uh, the, the offense did uh, have a hold or two. Uh, you know, overall, though, I look at it and and I'm surprised that I'm going to get only putting up 26 points total. I'm going to give the offense an A-. minus. What do you think? Yeah, I give the offense an A, an A overall. Um, I went between A and A-. minus. Look. They put up 30 if Xavier Worthy doesn't fumble that football. They were clearly going in the score there. They had a touchdown taken away by a penalty, right, the throw to A.D. Mitchell. Um, but I, I'm going to go A because one thing we have to recognize, we talked about it all week, so we got to give them credit. Iowa State is a really sound defensive football team. Texas had to go execute at a very high level to get 23 first downs, 400 yards of offense, and they would have gone over 30 if Worthy doesn't fumble that ball. Um, in, in, in Iowa State territory. So I go solid A for Texas because, again, I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, DJ Campbell goes down. Xavier Worthy leaves the game early. Um, you know, uh, D DJ Campbell goes down. Uh, Trace uh, JT Sanders is Quinn 100%. Jonathan Brooks isn't out there. And you still went up to Ames and had 400 yards and 23 first downs. So I'm going A offensively. And I, I, it's, I, different, it's different because it's special teams. But your field goal kicker is helping you score points, and that's part of offense too. Hey, I want to say this, uh, and and we didn't mention it through this whole thing. Key on offense, Steve Sarkeesian called a whale of a football game, particularly in the second half. Second half, what may have been his best called game since Bama. 
Yep, absolutely. And so uh, hats off uh, to the Texas skipper uh, for that one because Sark, uh, I, you know, talk about him being an offensive genius and all this other stuff. I felt like he took that three three high safety look and kind of jammed it down their throat in the second half. That's what Texas fans uh, truthfully have been hoping for and wanting, and they saw it on Saturday night. That's how you strangle your opponent. Uh, you don't by, 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 yeah. step on their throat. Sometimes you just choke it out of them. And yep. that's what Steve Sarkeesian, Quinn Ewers, and the guys did on Saturday night. Different conversation, but these two bit weeks have been huge for Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, he he exercised the demon against TCU because he got held to 199 yards two years ago. 199. It's probably the lowest output he's ever had as a coach. Um, and then Iowa State, the, th- the, the three high guy, you walked in with an unhealthy offensive football team and put up 400 yards and 23 first downs. Five of 13 on thirds. I mean, one of one on fourth downs there um, with a beat up offense. So, uh, congrats to Sark. All right. Uh, let's go forward again. I gave him an A minus. Uh, uh, Jerry gave him an A on offense. Going forward to defense, Jerry. Uh, this is Grading the Horns brought to you by the Rodman firm. I'm Bobby Burton alongside Jerry Hamilton. Uh, defensive line. <laughs> I mean, Man. give me a break, right? Uh, who's who's going to guess what this grade is, Jerry? Is, is there any doubt? 21 rushes, nine yards, three sacks, multiple tackles for loss, uh, a a big play on special teams even um, from one of the big guys up front. I mean, look, we've talked about it. 21 rushes, nine yards. What other grade is there to give other than you say it? A++. plus plus. I mean, <laughs> A++. Plus plus plus. Uh, look, I mean, and, and even more than the 21 for nine, uh, the three running backs for Iowa State had 16 carries for 23 yards. That long run was six. Abu Sama, one of the better athletes in America's long run, was five. The guy long jumped 26 feet. He could have jumped for six. <laughs> I mean, look, so their longest run was six yards in the game out of out of 16 attempts. That's an unbelievable number. Uh, and, and then when you go dig deeper on it, I mean, I thought it was multiple guys too, Bobby. I, I You know, look, Alfred Collins looked healthier than he has in a while. He wasn't wearing a knee sleeve. He had a little more bounce in his step, a little more energy, right? He had a sack. Byron Murphy had a sack and a half. Ethan Burke had half a sack. I mean, so you just go down three sacks all by that front. Uh, Baron Sorrell, another workman-like game. Uh, Vernon Broughton, Baron Sorrell, Ethan Burke, Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins all credited with a tackle for loss or half tackle for loss in that game. So, I mean, that is a pure domination on the defensive line. I, I think that the old Jared Hufford at uh, – You should have had him grade the horns this week. Yeah, what do you think his grade's going to be waking up this morning, probably looking at his tail end? S. Um, he tucked tail and had to run uh, on Saturday night. The, the defensive line is uh, A-plus for me as well, Jerry. I mean, just – Tremendous. Uh, linebacker, uh, that group uh, coming in. Jalen Ford, I thought, played a really solid game. Uh, I also thought Anthony Hill, man, when he tackles you, you go down. We talked about that in the post game. David Benda seemed to have some life in his legs uh, a little bit. He got some action. Mo Blackwell uh, got time as well. Uh, you mix and match all that together. They played well, but I, you know, other than David Benda's, uh, batting down of a pass on a quick in route. I'm not so sure they necessarily got in the passing lanes 
as right. much as you might have wanted to, them to on those quick in-breaking routes. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm surprised we didn't see a little zone blitz a couple times there. Bring the backers up the middle against a quarterback that's not mobile. Drop an Ethan Burke into those lanes a little bit and just cause uh, Rocco Beck to go to second read. But that's a different conversation. But your three leading tacklers are linebackers. The only way that happens is if the D-line's dominating and those guys have freedom. So they combine for 18 tackles, two tackles for loss. But to your point, the only thing they may have not done is uh, they, made it, they didn't make a big play in coverage in that game, uh, but I thought they all did. I thought they all did their job very well. Mo Blackwell with a tackle too, so 19 tackles from that position. Um, I'm going to go B plus at, at linebacker. All right, I went A minus. I went A minus because I look. They were part of limiting the runs after yes. contact. I mean, Jalen Ford stood up one guy at the at the the uh, uh, at the, yeah. at the down marker and just. Did not give him an inch. They're going to need that, by the way, this, this week. coming Friday against Taj Brooks from Texas, uh, from Texas Tech because yep. he is one of the head uh, lead guys in yards after contact in the country, and he is a bowling ball. They're going to need to bring their A game uh, this week uh, against Texas Tech in that regard against Rudd. All right, defensive backs. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Jaron Thompson made a timely interception. The defensive backs weren't really worked over. Uh, Jay Barron made a great play uh, to jar a ball loose that then ended up put uh, Iowa State in a fourth and three instead of a first down. Uh, overall, uh, what did you think of the defensive backs? You know, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a solid B uh, or to B plus with this group, and I, and this is why. I mean, I think uh, you know, giving up that inside leverage. I'm not sure all those guys are lining up saying I, I'm going to give up inside leverage. I mean, so. And so it sometimes makes them hard to grade on those in-breaking routes. Um, but I thought tackling pretty well. I think thought that there was one big missed tackle on a play pretty early uh, for Iowa State. But I thought Malik Muhammad came up, played the run well. I thought they were solid uh, against the run from the cornerback position. I mean, it's another game, right, that Texas gets to get Jalen Catalan fully healthy. They didn't have to play him. Um, so they didn't have to play him much at all in that game. So – uh, I thought I, I'm going to go solid B uh, because at the end of the day, it's hard to throw an A out when somebody throws for 300 yards against you at the 323. It's hard and, and was 24 32. You did have the interception, but it's hard to jump out there with an A grade if somebody throws for 300 plus on you and completes about 75%. I'm fine with that. I, I would have said B, B plus, uh, given the fact that they didn't really, other than the, the pop pass, they didn't give up anything deep. And that's true. That's 67 yards, to be fair. So 245 after that. Yeah. But that was that was somebody's job uh, to defend that, and they yeah. didn't. So I get it. Defense overall, Jerry, I thought the front controlled this game to such a level that you never really felt like Iowa State was getting on a roll, even when they scored a touchdown. Um, yeah. you know, they, they scored on a big play, and they scored on a one real drive. But did you ever feel like Texas was just getting split or anything? I, no. I, I gave the defense an A minus uh, because I just felt it was winning football. It wasn't as dominating as the defensive front overall. But boy, I mean, it's it's hard to beat Texas on defense right now. Yeah, I went. I'm going A because look, 16 first downs, three of 11 on third downs, 332 total yards, and 67 was that pop pass, right? But nine nine rushing yards. Uh, you know, te Texas evened out the turnover battle. They got the interception, right? So I I'm going solid A. And, and here's the other thing, Bobby. 
they limited Iowa State to 28 minutes of possession. And that is that was so key because Iowa State couldn't establish the run. And they had the one big pop pass, but they did keep things in front of them uh, well enough. Uh, but Iowa State not Iowa State had to possess the ball 31, 32 minutes in that game. They had to. That was part of their game plan. So I'm going a solid A uh, for a defensive effort. All right, good job, uh, Longhorns. Uh, look, winning winning work on both sides of the ball on offense and defense. One of the more complete games we've seen from both sides or both units at the same time in a similar same game. Uh, and then now I want to talk about special teams because yes. they actually use the word special yeah. for a reason. Before I get to that, I want to say our thanks to our sponsor one last time. That's Tim Rodman at the Rodman Firm, Grading with the Horns, brought to you by Tim and his group uh, who are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, residential real estate, construction law, and whatever you make, even agricultural law, more throughout the state of Texas, anywhere and everywhere, Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with its clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. We appreciate his uh, sponsorship of On Texas Football. Jerry, special teams. I mean, look, you're a special team zealot. I'll just, I'll just be frank. You go down and, and tell people what you saw on special teams that, that uh, got you uh, excited. Yeah, so I, I, I'm look, I'm going A-plus on special teams, Bobby, and that's with a punt return called back. Uh, and that's a play where Keaton Crawford, uh, Rod Babers, and Drew Kelson talked about all, all, all Keaton has to do is put his hands up on that play, and they're not going to throw the flag. Uh, Jeff Banks uh, talked them on the sidelines about that. But Burt Auburn, three of three from uh, field goals. Cold night. In Ames, 50-yarder, again, career high. Uh, and right hash kick, Texas set him up on the right hash, the 42-yarder, money. I mean, I, I think he split the uh, uprights on every kick in that game. Ryan Sanborn did his job, four punts, 43-yard average, two of those inside the 20, so knocks that average down a little bit as well. I thought coverages were good. I thought, look, I mean, again, Xavier Worthy's so close again to making a huge play, but he had, he had two good returns. Uh, Keelan Robinson fought for some yards in the kickoff return game. I thought coverage was really good on a cold night. Uh, so I went A-plus on special teams because that was Big 12 championship winning special teams play on the road. Let's add this, okay, to Vondre Sweat. Block PAT, the great call. Block, block PAT, Austin Gordon and, picks it up and houses it. And you know what on that play also? If Austin Jordan had taken one more step and said, you know, he he did his job. He didn't go after that football to try to block a PAT, which he couldn't block. He had to be in position to scoop and score. And he was in position to scoop and score. So he did his job, and, and, and that afforded him the opportunity to pick that ball up and go score. He didn't know he hadn't overrun the play. Yeah, and, and it was – I will say this, uh, you know, uh, Rod, Drew, uh, other people we've talked to uh, have mentioned this. That was uh, – that play by Tavondre Sweat was indicative of a culture play. How wow. many times can an interior defensive lineman just take off on the extra point? Yeah. And just take off. Yep. Tavondre Sweat didn't take that play off, and Texas was the better for it. It was basically a three-point swing – uh, at a time when it was primarily a field goal game. Uh, I agree with you, A-plus, uh, Jerry, uh, from the special teams group as a whole. All right, we're going to do something we haven't done 
yet this year at the end of this. We've, we've graded the offense, graded the defense, graded the special teams. Now I want to ask you, what was your grade for the entire team? Because you mentioned something to me. You said this is their best full game since Alabama, in your opinion. You still think that way? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Because, look, I mean, I know Iowa State's had won four out of five, and it wasn't against great competition. But, look, Iowa State put everything. You knew Texas was going to get their absolute best shot. Matt Campbell set it up. He sent his linemen out there to try to rile up Texas. I mean, he threw the kitchen sink at Texas in this game. Texas faced some adversity. They are not a healthy offense. I mean, it's not like Sark's walking out at practice and looking at the same guys with the same health that he had going into the Alabama game. He's had to, he's had to manage a lot this year offensively through injuries, especially with a banged-up offensive line. I give him a solid A for this game. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, that was Big 12 championship winning football on the road in November, and we've seen teams struggle. Um, so, and I think the other thing, Bobby, that makes it, it makes me give them an A, they have a little pressure on them right now. Every week, it was clutch. It was yes. a clutch performance. Every week they win, the pressure's amped up. They're going to have more pressure against Texas Tech now than they had against Iowa State, but this team's proven through injury that they're able to handle the pressure. It may not always be pretty to Rod Baber's point, but they're winning and they're handling pressure and they're getting W's. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, Got to say this real quick and, and want to say this. If you are interested in a subscription and want to hear more about Texas Longhorn football and recruiting, there's no better source than InsideTexas.com. Right now we have a promo. Two months for just $1. That's two months for just $1. Make sure you use promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. Uh, visit us and talk to us on the message boards. Interact on a daily basis. Uh, articles from not only from myself, Jerry Hamilton, but also Eric Naline, our publisher, Justin Wells, Joe Cook, Paul Wadlington, uh, Ian Boyd, and the group there as well. All right, Jerry, that's been it for grading with the grading the horns. Uh, brought to you by Tim Rodman for Jerry Hamilton. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, this has been on Texas football. Join us at seven o'clock tonight, if you will, uh, for our live stream. Myself, Jerry Hamilton, and Rod Babers taking your questions, talking Texas Longhorn football and recruiting. Hook them.